Welcome to another episode of the Resilient Chat with Nat. I am Natasha O.M., your host for this podcast. As a female trauma survivor and a somatic trauma coach, I understand the healing journey can be overwhelming. I am here to guide you to release your emotional trauma through mind, body, and soul connection so you can finally be free and thrive in your life. My intention is to create a ripple effect of love, growth, and consciousness. This is a space where I will be sharing with you a combination of ancient and modern teachings to help you build resilience and move from pain to power. In this episode, we have Jordi Ibern. He is my Reiki master who I learned Reiki from about five years ago. Jordi began learning and practicing Reiki in 2002. He learned many different styles of Reiki. He has given Reiki courses all around the world, and he also has a background in traditional therapy, mindfulness, meditation, and biotherapy sphera. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to him, and yes, let's go welcome him. Hello, hello, Natasha. Thanks for, for this introduction. Now I just can disappoint everyone, but uh, <laughs> anyway. We won't be disappointed anyway. As <laughs> So we would first love to um, hear a little bit about yourself, as in like, what is your resilient story? What, what made you to, to be where you are right now? Like what led you to be where you are right now? So, um, well, hello everyone. And thanks for listening. Uh, as you said, I'm a Reiki teacher. And uh, actually, I have the very simple story. I, mean, uh, I was like, when I was like 20 years old, I was working in my hometown in Lleida. And uh, I just discovered Reiki and I didn't know what uh, Reiki was or meditation or almost nothing on the spiritual uh, field. But mm-hmm. I felt somehow uh, interested in Reiki and it, was, it wasn't a good time in my life for different reasons, like... Uh, many many different reasons mm-hmm. but it wasn't an easy time and i went to the reiki course i i didn't understand much i have to say it, but i i really like what they what i felt and uh, i practiced a lot a lot a lot a lot and then uh well something else happened in my life uh, i lost someone who, who was very important for me mm. and uh at the time i use i used reiki because it was maybe only the only tool that uh, I knew at the time that I could use in order to deal with uh, grief. And uh, even if it was very difficult, somehow it, it worked. And then I, I, I eventually fell in love with the practice. I never intended to be a Reiki teacher or, or to work as a, as a therapist, but mm. I just did Reiki and kept doing it and kept practicing. It was like, Okay, one day at a time, one day at a time, because it wasn't easy. And this one day at a time helped me to to change many habits, many uh, well, many things in my life. Until one day, I I woke up and I was doing uh, sessions to many friends, and uh, I wanted to learn more, so I, I did another course, and then. Different things happened, and I met a, a therapist from Czech Republic, and somehow we clicked, and he invited me to, to go there and to work for them, uh, doing uh, therapies, and 
at the same time I I uh, I met someone in Barcelona who asked me if I wanted to to move to Barcelona because uh, well there was a like kind of an opening to do sessions I wasn't working as a Reiki therapist yet I wasn't even a Reiki teacher yet but I said yes to Czech Republic I said yes to Barcelona mm-hmm. I got very very scared because I had to quit almost everything but mm. somehow it it worked and uh, more people came and eventually did the, the Reiki master level and and Luckily, some people wanted me to teach them Reiki, and then uh, <laughs> here I am. I just uh, kept practicing. This is one of the things that I never, I never lost. I always practice since I know it Reiki and meditation almost daily. Then I yeah. discover also yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong, and I cannot practice everything every day, but um, <laughs> I dedicate at least 30 minutes per day either in meditation or Reiki or yoga or Tai Chi. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my secret. <laughs> yeah, it's a secret, right? The consistent practice. Yeah, just, just for, for me, it's like, a, it's the key. It's hmm. like, even if you stop practicing, the key is to go back to your practice. <laughs> because of course, I, I, I stop sometimes, but it was like, okay, you know, you wake up one day, say, yeah, I haven't been practicing for a, couple of days for a couple of weeks for a couple of months doesn't matter but at the moment that you start practicing again you you're back for me that's that's the key yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and so when you um first heard about reiki what did you think about it because I i would love to hear your opinion because i have um heard different opinions from people when they heard Reiki from for the first time and some people are a bit afraid by by the term or or the idea behind it perhaps because they don't really know what it is yet so I would love to know what you thought at first oh (laughs) first I I didn't I didn't I didn't know anything about Reiki (laughs) Yeah. So I went to this course, it was like 20 years ago. Now it's a bit more known, but 20 years ago, I promise you, nobody knew anything about Reiki. Yeah. And I remember I arrived into this house, it was a house, and everything, everyone was uh, dressed in white, <gasps> hugging, <laughs> talking in a specific tone, you know, hey, welcome. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't run. Because I paid the course already, but but I, I was really you know shocked. It was like, okay, this is a sect or what is this? Yeah. But my teacher, my my first teacher was uh, was I don't know, really sweet and um, <laughs> warm, you know. And when we practice, mainly when we practice, the theory was a bit weird. But when we practice, I I I felt something. I felt hmm. I felt home. That's the feeling. Mm, yeah. And then I wanted to go deeper in during years i discovered like more new ways reiki style it's like uh, you know reiki with uh, many 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 different things from different cultures but uh, i i i felt that there was something pure inside not many Mm. of the things that we teachers explain but there was something behind so then i decided to to go deeper not only into my practice, but also in research and, and in traveling and going, going to Japan and discovering. 
and then I, I more or less discovered that there, there are like two main schools, the American school, the Japanese school, but three main approaches of Reiki. And one, it's like Reiki as a therapy, because many people believe that Reiki is a therapy where we or practitioner transfer mm. chi or special kind of energy to the hands in order mm -hmm. to heal. Mm -hmm. That's the most known uh, description about Reiki. There's mm -hmm. another approach, which is more um, new ways, esoterical, mm. where they mix many things. Yeah. And this, for <laughs> me, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit um, far from, from the origins of Reiki, because in mm. this like, approach, you can put everything. And mm. people, when they hear about Reiki, usually they, they immediately think about this approach. Mm. It's Reiki with yeah. many different things. Hmm. that you're like okay but this is uh, like magic or a school of harry potter or, <laughs> or what it's, yeah it's, but there's another approach which i love and mm -hmm. which i really think is reiki because reiki is a therapy but mm. it, it wasn't originally only a therapy mm. reiki the, the origin of reiki is in the japanese buddhism and japanese buddhism is something very it's what we call zen buddhism mm. and zen means silence Mm. It's a spiritual path. It's a spiritual path that uh, has different like uh, tools or different uh, techniques that help you to, to achieve what they call Anshuritsumei, which is inner peace. Mm. And in the Reiki path, because it's a spiritual path, there's meditation. There are some spiritual principles, very simple principles, but very deep principles. And of course, there's self-practice the ability of transferring chi vital energy through the hands but not mm. something magical but as something natural the same way mm. that sometimes we feel like you know going to the forest or feel like going to the mountains or feel like going to the sea in order somehow to feel what the sea or the ocean or the mountains have to offer and this that we feel and, and after going there we feel better this is what the Japanese call the ki and the Chinese call the chi. And yeah. in Reiki, one of the practices is like transferring chi through the hands, but also mm. through meditation, not mm. like through visualization or, or, or through, you know, pushing some kind of energy or healing some kind of cells. It's just about placing your hands and letting the energy just be there. So Reiki is more spiritual, but very simple that everybody can learn. You don't need to believe in anything in anything mm. but it has some roots shinto yeah. because in japan everything is shinto is like their religion where they believe that nature is alive mm. taoism that comes from china and affected and modified the buddhism that enter into into japan and of course buddhism these are mm. the roots of the reiki so reiki it's it's a spiritual path that it contains hands-on healing the ability of transferring chi to the hands, but also meditation and some spiritual principles. It's, uh, it's simple, much more simple than people believe. And mm -hmm. it's a, a very easy practice. But as everything else, every spiritual practice, the only secret is like that you have to practice. Yeah. So people go more into the Reiki because they believe that they will do like one course or a couple of sessions and they will heal everything, <laughs> you know, all their, all their traumas, 
yeah. all their problems, all their yeah. depressions. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the promise. The promise is like if you practice daily, exactly, you might heal it. But not only this. Exactly. This and yoga and, and qigong and, mm. and even praying if you want. But it has to be consistent. In the exactly. And that's the, the promise of breaking. Exactly. Yeah, that, that goes for, for everything. So then would you... Um, so then you mentioned that Reiki is about transferring the chi, right? It's uh, about transferring the chi. It's about connecting to the chi. Mm-hmm. But Reiki has like two words. Mm-hmm. Chi is like energy and Rei means spiritual. And yes. spiritual in, in a culture where they don't have a god. Because in our culture we have god. So when we talk mm. about spiritual, immediately we think about something related to god. But yeah. if you talk yeah. about the spiritual world in a culture mm. where they don't have God, spiritual has slightly different meaning. And the spiritual here, it's like the balance of everything, the harmony in nature or in, in the universe. So yes. Reiki literally is like to, to, to bring harmony to your chi, to bring harmony to your, 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 your life, to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to use spiritual chi. Mm-hmm. use balance chi. And how would you explain this to people who are not even um don't even know what chi means, don't even are not even aware of any of these um spiritual terminology. How would you explain it to them so that with they time. won't be scared? <laughs> because they, with they, they time, think it's with scared. time. <laughs> So one of the one of my challenges when I started teaching it was like this one actually that you cannot start saying okay we transfer chi to the hands yeah. because many people don't even know what chi is and many people exactly. many people don't even believe in chi mm-hmm. so because of this challenge I I I started the Taoism but the Chinese medicine in order to be able to explain uh, what what chi is. But uh, making it very, very, very short, I mean, every single person from America, from Asia, from Europe, from Africa, when you have like stomach ache, the first reaction is to place your hand in your stomach. Maybe afterwards you take a pill or you drink a herbal tea, but the first reaction is to to place your hand. Mm. When you have a headache everywhere in the world, you place your hand on your head. Mm. When you have like pain in the body or tension, the first reaction is always the same. Place your hands mm. there. We place the hands because the warmth that the hands have helps to release some kind of this tension. So it reduces the pain. This is part of the chi that we have. And it's something that we do naturally because it's in, it, it's, it's in us. Yes. So Reiki, it's a way to develop this ability mm. very deep to improve this. But it's something very natural. And the chi is like the vitality that we have. When we are like, you know, very vital, our energy is high. When we say, oh, I'm on fire here, you can deal with everything and you don't get sick. But when you have been stressed for a long time or dealing with uh, difficulties in your life or doing so much that you're tired, then you feel that your energy is low and your body is weaker. Even your thoughts are different or your emotions are different. The chi is like the vitality that we have in. And it's, it's something that you can feel not only in, in us and in people. You can feel it when you go to the forest. You can feel it when it rains. I mean, yesterday in Barcelona, there was this huge storm. 
Yes. If you had to go out, if you didn't, better for you, but if you had to go out, <laughs> you could feel that the energy was different. Hmm. It's something, the chi is something that you feel is what makes uh, everything alive, hmm. alive in a sense of vibrant. So it's, hmm. it's difficult because it's not a concept that we learn uh, well, since, since we're kids, but, uh, but it's something that everybody can understand because at the end of the day, it's something that we feel 24 hours per day. It's yeah. our vitality. It's the vitality of things or people. Exactly. And I think it's some, it's what all of us already have within, right? It's not like um, a magic, like you said, magic that you learn in Harry Potter school. It's what all of us already have, the chi, we already all have it. It's again, that perhaps that practice about becoming aware and tuning into our own energy. Mm, totally, totally. It's, it's what we already have. It's like yeah. uh, we haven't been, we believe and uh, we're aware of the things that we're focused on and we haven't been focused on this. But once mm -hmm. you start like any kind of practice that focuses on this direction, then you realize that it's something familiar and every single person, every single animal, every single plant has it. Yes. It's something very natural. Yes, very natural. So then I would love to hear what you would have to say regarding why do you think Reiki could be beneficial for people that are, you know, on their healing journey or just like want to get to know themselves better? To me, I mean, as a teacher, there are like different people who come to the Reiki course. Hmm. Some come out of curiosity. Just, yeah. okay, what's this Reiki? I just want to know. <laughs> but mainly people come because they are not uh, having good time. Yeah. They're either sick or grieving mm -hmm. or feeling lost or something. These are, well, majority. Mm -hmm. And some come because uh, they feel something and they don't understand. But yeah. Reiki nowadays... For me, it's a very important and easy tool that we can use because nowadays life is a bit, is a bit too much, too intense, too rush, too too many things. And Reiki brings, you know, some kind of quietness. The goal of Reiki is to achieve Anshiritsume, which means complete inner peace. And I can tell you that inner peace is not something common nowadays. Mm, we, we, no. we're, we're like fighting inside and sometimes fighting yeah. outside. Yeah. So to bring meditation, to bring, you know, self-treatment to you can reduce a lot anxiety, for example. Or mm. this, feeling, this feeling of being isolated or lost and is especially good for grieving. This is like personal experience and also yeah. as a therapist, but it's really good for grief because when you're grieving you feel all the negative emotions together and, and you feel very small and you, you feel that there's no light at the end of the tunnel and and and, and reiki all the practices are well but what i know the most and, and the best is reiki brings this kind of light that you understand somehow that there is light at the end of the tunnel and at the end mm -hmm. of the tunnel it might be not that far as you thought mm -hmm. um, at the beginning mm -hmm. 
So for me, it's, it's good for this. Also for people who are sick, physically sick on any kind of disease, it helps a lot to, you know, to deal better with the, with the disease, the problems. But mainly for me, when mm -hmm. there's nothing just wrong or terribly wrong, it's a, it's a path that helps you to be somehow grounded. Because in my experience, when, when I lose my practice, all of a sudden I'm rushing like everybody else. I'm complaining mm -hmm. like everybody else. I'm mm -hmm. angry like everybody else. And then I realize, okay, I, I lost my practice. I go to the metro. I have a day off. I go to the metro. Uh, everybody starts running because the, the, the train <laughs> is arriving. And I, I run. And all yeah. of a sudden I run and I think, why am I running? There's another train in three minutes. Yeah. This for me is like when you lose your roots. Mm. And to me, practice, it helps me to 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 be balanced and to, not mm. to let me, you know, pushed away by all this rush or, or, or even anger sometimes that there's outside. So even if you're okay, for me, it's a practice that helps you to be balanced in a world that it's kind of difficult sometimes to be balanced. It's not yeah. something that comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very difficult <laughs> in this world. I actually, I don't know if I told you the story, but how Reiki came to me, first time I had Reiki, um, I agreed, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll receive Reiki. I didn't really know what it was. I actually thought it was like, some voodoo thing or something <laughs> i didn't i didn't know i was really unaware of these things but i was really open so i'm like okay whatever i just all i had to do was just to lay down there and mm. then when um you know i started to receive the reiki and certain emotions and memories came up and uh, all all of the memories that i suppressed for a long long time and so everything came to surface and and I started crying and so that made me become really interested in Reiki because it's it's not like I mean I didn't know what the person was doing to me at the time I just know all I had to do was laying down I didn't know they had like some magic wand or something like that mm -hmm. now I know that it's not <laughs> like that <laughs> it's not like that. and I just think like it's such a a powerful practice but I, I would love to hear what you would have to say regarding you know that that experience has anything like this ever happened um, with some of the people that you have worked with many 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 times yeah yes <laughs> because when, 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 when we talk about balance I yeah. mean usually when when we when we use the word balance we think about being okay it's like immediately you're okay. Mm -hmm. But balance is balanced. I mean, mm. if you have been too much to the right, balance is to go to the left. If you've been too too much to the left, it's going to the right. If you've been doing too much, it's about slowing down. If you've been slowing down, it's about doing a little bit more. Mm. But mainly balance is like to put everything on the right place, mm. to make pieces with everything. Mm. And most of the times we're not somehow in harmony or balanced because we have many unsolved business hmm. from our past and not unsolved yeah. because we didn't do the things right unsolved because 
we didn't know what to do. Exactly. I mean, l- literally. It's like, okay, imagine that you're a five years old uh, girl yeah. and your parents uh, split up, get divorced and they mm-hmm. go. I mean, uh, you don't have any tool to deal with this. Exactly. Of course, the parents don't want to hurt you or, or anything, but you feel abandoned by one of them or mm-hmm. you feel that uh, it was your fault because you were crying too much or you feel something but you don't have the capacity of dealing with this. So what you do is like, you know, your mind, in, in order to protect you for, for this pain, it takes it in. And this mm-hmm. is one unsolved business that eventually you will have to deal with if you want to be balanced. Because there's some pain there mm-hmm. that needs to be healed. So mm-hmm. when, you, when you work with something, even if it's like 50 years later, when you work with something that brings balance to your body, like Reiki and hmm. other things, hmm. one of the first things that we do is to put everything on the right place. And sometimes there are all things that are not in the right place. Maybe you didn't cry when you were five years old because hmm. you, you, you wouldn't upset your mom. So you just hold it in. But yeah. this is still there. And eventually you need to cry this, even if you don't remember why you're crying. Hmm. So many people, when they come to Reiki, they lay down and after a session where you barely touch them, they start crying or they feel tired or they feel Hmm. some deep, very deep sadness. And they look at you and they say, I don't know why I feel that. And it's like, it's okay because this is pain Mm -hmm. and pain when it's inside, it hurts. Yeah. Even if you're distracted because we are distracted we are mm-hmm. busy we work we, we we dance we travel we do things we do many things in order to you know be distracted but still the the, the pain is there so when you do like a therapeutic process one of the things that you find is that okay everything that is not you know is not in the right place is not healed yet needs to be out, needs mm. to be dealt with, needs to be healed. Exactly. And eventually you, it, comes, it comes up. And when it comes up, you feel it. This is like, I always explain the same. Imagine that every time that you had like bad time in your life, you mm-hmm. just took your clothes and you throw your clothes into the closet and you close the closet in order to, you know, forget as soon as possible. <laughs> and, yeah. After 20 years, the closet is so full of dirty yeah. clothes that one day you decide to open the closet and say, okay, let's clean. Yeah. But of course, when you see the clothes and the smell, hmm. you have memories. This is a catharsis. It's like, <laughs> wow, because it's what's painful. I remember this, yeah. I remember the other. But every time that you take something out and you clean it, there's some you know, some weight on your shoulders that is gone. So you feel kind of free and, mm. and, and free. And, and, and eventually it's like, wow, I, I can enjoy life because there's nothing else in my closet. Yeah. Well, but my experience is that there are a lot in the closet. <laughs> but, 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 but yes, that's another, that's we all have, we all have something. <laughs> I like I like that explanation Laura, about the closet. But so what advice can you give to people who are afraid to clean their closet? 
it's because you know to give an advice <laughs> yeah it, it's difficult to give an, an advice in my experience in my experience i i just wait i just wait until 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 uh, they're ready and they want to but to me the best way to somehow to give an advice in this uh, in this sense is mm. that if you do your uh, your practice and you do this job mm-hmm. people can feel it people can see it and mm-hmm. when you see someone who's in peace kind of happy mm-hmm. there's some kind of magnetic attraction to this person mm. and 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 then it's like I, I i want this and when you want this then you look for it mm. uh, so for me the best that you can do is like especially if your therapist is to work on yourself and to be very constant on yourself because this will mm-hmm. will make the other people feel that they want the same it's like because we cannot push anyone to to do it i mean yeah when we're not we're not ready we're not ready but exactly in my opinion when you start doing it there's always the same thought i should have started before <laughs> exactly always. Always. Uh, yeah i have met um people that are in their 50s 60s and they were like oh my gosh i wish i did this work when i was like 18 years old <laughs> yeah everyone me included of course but yeah. i think i think it, it comes when it comes and, and and when we're ready and when we have the tools and when exactly. we have the person exactly because if you have to do this with someone it's important that this someone is the right person yeah yeah i um i was talking about martial arts the other day with uh, one girl and we we're talking about the importance of choosing the right master for you and i think it goes the same with reiki you know hmm. um as you said there's so many now there's so many different types of reiki i have heard so many different ones there's like Uh, well, there's so many one <laughs> Kundalini Reiki, yeah. Crystal Reiki, <laughs> and I was like, okay, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know you can combine. <laughs> there, there are mix, mix that uh, I know. Yeah. There are like, I think the last time that I counted them, there were like uh, 24 different schools, like oh, wow. Tibetan, Egyptian, uh, Jikiden, uh, blah blah blah. It's mm-hmm. uh, many. The, the problem in Reiki is that there's no like a, a main school behind. So there's kind of freedom. You can do whatever you want. You can create yeah. your own school, but yeah. at the end, it's uh, it's it's very simple because it's like ratio, like the attunements that people know, mm-hmm. self treatment, mm-hmm. treatment to others, spiritual mm-hmm. principles, and meditation. Mm-hmm. So then you can add many other things, but these are the the basics of breaking. Okay, so for people, so before we talked about people who would like to heal using Reiki, and now I just want to ask a little bit about people who want to learn Reiki, because we just talked about choosing the right master, right? So people who want to learn Reiki, do you think they just um, they should just really do their research first? They they um, or it really depends if they like you know these other types of um, Reiki. Then go go right ahead. What what do you think about that? Uh, to me, to me, it's about the it's about the person. 
because mm-hmm. uh, I have done yes. I have done Reiki with uh, Reiki Ryoho, traditional Reiki, Jikiden Reiki, Tibetan mm-hmm. Reiki. I did like five Reiki with five different schools, mm-hmm. and I don't judge like Jikiden Reiki mm-hmm. for Jikiden Reiki. I, I I can judge how was my experience with the teacher. Of exactly. Reiki. So yeah. to me, what's important it's that uh, more or less you like slash trust the the person that uh, is going to be your teacher otherwise uh, otherwise maybe it's better not to do it just to wait it's not about (laughs) this is better or this is worse i i I cannot say this because i I don't have the authority to say which is better and which is Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. but um, my experience is that there's some kind of intimacy on the reiki courses I mean, you, you, you open up yourself. You can feel vulnerable. The teacher and the mm. students, both. So there has to be some kind of trust and connection. So if you meet someone who's a really good and famous uh, Reiki teacher, but somehow you, mm, you, you don't yeah. really, really like or you don't really feel it. Resonate. It's better yeah. to... Exactly. It's... it's oh, it, but my advice will go in the same direction than yoga. If you don't like yoga, change your teacher, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't quit yoga. So yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. this. And True. I think it's good. It's difficult nowadays to meet the teachers uh, before. It, it's difficult because, mm. I mean, sometimes your teacher comes from abroad or something and you cannot have a tea before and then to decide. Otherwise, your spot is, is taken already. Hmm. But we have uh, Google, <laughs> we have uh, internet, and it's good to to check a little bit about your, yeah. your teacher or future teacher, yeah. and you see how you feel. I think you 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 must trust this this inner yeah. feeling, and and then yeah. to decide. Yeah. But if it was possible, it would be great to meet them before yeah. the course. Yeah. yeah. The perfect world. This is how it should work. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have heard some people who learned Reiki through um, they had their teacher online. I um, I didn't know that 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 was possible. It, it is possible, and actually, it's something that it's uh, developing more and more because many people contact you and say okay i'm from states and i would like to do reiki with you and it's like okay are you planning to come to europe someday no no but uh, we can do it through skype and it's like okay for the radio is it is it for me for the radio yeah uh, i i don't do it i i I will not say it's not possible or it's possible but i don't do it i can Mm. give classes like theoretical classes through Mm. skype for example or to any other platform we can even i can guide a self-treatment we can meditate but for the ratio uh no my advice yeah. is always like even if i give you classes try mm-hmm. to find a, another reiki teacher and mm. ask for a ratio at least this mm. of course i have to choose i think in person is yeah. by far the best option but mm-hmm. many teachers are, are giving like online uh, Reiki courses. So mm-hmm. I cannot say if it works or not. But to me, some things like Reiju and, and this, you know, personal connection between two people, 
uh, are a bit difficult um, hmm. to a screen, you know, hmm. but, uh, but it's happening. It's happening a lot. Hmm. So yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. And when one last thing, I, something just came up because I, one time someone said that they had uh, a bad experience receiving Reiki, as in like after they received Reiki, they felt bad. Mm. Um, I mean, in my case, that never happened. Well, the first time that happened, well, I think that's because, you know, that was all the bottled up emotions that I had that needed to come to surface for them to be healed. Perhaps maybe this person was viewing it differently. I think I think the problem here is a lack of previous explanation. Mm. So to, to to me it's important to to explain, especially these people who never receive a Reiki session, what can mm. happen afterwards. I mean the the, the healing process mm-hmm. can be sometimes a bit uh, difficult. I mean yeah. if if you don't know anything, you go to a Reiki session because you're stressed, you have anxiety and you don't sleep well. You receive a Reiki session and the day after you cried like for seven hours, you will tell everyone it was horrible. It yeah. didn't work. <laughs> I went to Reiki to relax and then I cried. But <laughs> you need it. <laughs> yeah, but yes. they, they didn't know yeah. because nobody told them. Mm-hmm. To me, it's important before the session to explain, okay, Reiki, it's, uh, it, it can be healing. Mm-hmm. It will be healing, but healing doesn't mean that you will feel okay right away. Yeah. It means that everything that needs to be experienced, it means that everything that needs to be so, relaxed, it means that everything that needs to be dealt with will be, you know, there. And sometimes exactly. after a, a Reiki session, after a session, you can feel a little bit more sensitive than usual. You can have more uh, dreams, you can be more tired, or you can mm. cry, or, or you can feel that you want to kill everyone. <laughs> Usually it doesn't last <laughs> much. It's it's like in, in, in less than two days, you will feel better. Yes. And that's a good sign because yeah. this tension was inside in your muscles, in your mm. tissues, and now it's outside. Mm. So outside doesn't hurt you inside. But the experience, mm. it's not pleasant. That's yeah. something that I think it's important to explain before. Yes. The, yes. The, there, was a, there was a book that I read long time ago. It was called The Road Less Traveled. I love uh, the, I've heard of I, this. I, I, I love the title. Yeah. Because yeah. The, main, the main thing is like people don't go into therapy because, mm-hmm. you know, especially the first, the first part of therapy is not really easy. So no. people go there, they taste it and they say, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I go back to my life. It's not, it's not good, but I, I still survive. Mm. But that's why it's the road less travel. But mm. I think uh, we can be optimistic because nowadays maybe double people statistically than like 30 years ago go to therapy, different mm. kind of therapy. Because mm. people know that it's like, okay, time will not cure anything Mm-mm. unless I do something with mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. And Reiki, uh, sessions of Reiki, uh, it's, it's, it's a therapy. And as a therapy, the experience can be sometimes like a bit difficult. But generally speaking, usually you feel better. Yeah. After this, you feel better. It's always leading you to a good path anyway. And I think we have to really understand that healing is not roses. 
Exactly. exactly. More, <laughs> <Yeah>. more spines. <laughs> yes, more spines, but it will make you stronger, definitely. And reach the reach the rose at the end. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So before we finish, do you have any last advice that you would like to give to the listeners? I don't know. It's uh, it's always a bit challenging for me to give advices, <laughs> but uh, if I have to say, or any last piece of um, words that you would like to share. To me, like uh, the secret, almost of everything, mm-hmm. is like just to take care of the different parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care of your mind. Just be aware of what you read, what you listen what you observe what you watch and mm. it's it's something that it it fits you so take okay. care of your mind take care of your body and everybody knows how to take care of the body right now it's about it's about how you eat it's about uh, how you rest it's about if you move or you don't move your body and it's mm-hmm. about your environment mm-hmm. and one of the things that Usually people don't think that much, but I think the three are very important. It's like, take care of your spirit. It can be with Reiki. It can be with meditation. It can be walking uh, in the forest. It can be with Tai Chi, Qigong, whatever. But to me, if you take care of these things and you're lucky enough to have a warm people around you, Mm. then I can promise you that you'll be happier at least. Yeah, but there is a difference between knowing and practicing, right? Because I think a lot of people know what to do. Like you mentioned before, now a lot of Mm. people know what to do, take care, how to take care of their body. But I feel like perhaps not a lot of people practice or make time for practice. I think I I think humans we we are lazy. Just uh, (laughs) our nature is to be lazy. But. It's 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 it, 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 it's like this. I mean, yeah. you're lazy once, especially when you feel good. Hmm. And you're very lazy. It's like okay, yes, but I don't feel good. Yeah, but I don't need me, it. The, yeah. The, the key is like, I, imagine that you go to the gym. Hmm. Many people, me included, pay the gym, and sometimes you pay like a couple of months, and you don't even visit the, the gym. But you you don't want to quit. You know, it's like no, I keep paying because one day I'll go. <laughs> the secret the secret is that one day you go back. It's not about not quitting because mm. we all have lazy moments. Mm. But it's like one day you wake up, you don't think you go back. Mm. It's, the practice is always like this. It doesn't matter if you go to yoga and then you stop going. And then don't, 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 don't talk too much. Don't, don't blame yourself. Just wake exactly. up and go back to yoga. Yeah. To me, the secret is like, just go back. Mm. Go back. Keep going back. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you quit. Just come back. And if mm. you do this, then success is, is guaranteed. Mm. It's like, for me, this is the key. It's not about, okay, I'll practice meditation one hour per day the rest of my life. No, you will not do this. Mm. Anyone. Because some days you will, you will be too tired or too distracted to do something. Mm. It doesn't matter. But the next day you wake up and you say, today I go. And mm. you do it. And yeah. if this day you don't, the next day. Always go back to the practices and to the habits that brings you what you need. It's like going back. Yeah. You can allow yourself one day to be lazy. It doesn't matter. It's not, yeah. it's not that important. Even yeah. one week if you want. But then the next yeah. week, 
the next week, just yeah. do it again. Yeah. And I remember again. the a beautiful advice and wisdom that you told us once at the Reiki retreat. You said, do nothing. And that really, that really hit me. It stuck with me and it's like, yeah, that's nice. I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> at least it. it's like for a day, you know, just give yourself time to just be. I love it. Yeah. Especially, especially, you know, because I, I've been like uh, two weeks uh, in the mountains in the south of China doing Taiji. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was practicing four hours in the morning and then afternoon and evening, it was, you know, nothing. And I was in the middle of the mountains. So the only thing that I could do was like either reading or walking or going with bike, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a city or a village nearby. And the first day it was like, okay, I want to do something. But mm-hmm. then I, I realized how, how much I love this, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to do nothing. It's like here, when you come back, it, it hits you. It's like, wow, there's yeah. a lot to do every single day. Even mm-hmm. when, when, when it's you know, weekend or your day off, you have yeah. the agenda full. So yeah. to me, it's very important to, to have one day, one, one I do nothing day. I, yeah. I, I put nothing in my agenda. Exactly. Nothing, not even fun, nothing. Yeah. So that you wake up and you say, I want to keep sleeping, sleep. You wake up and you say, I want to yeah. run a marathon, run a marathon. But you have yeah. to want it right now, not to plan it. Yeah. To me, it's, it's, it's very important to, mm. to have this as well. Yeah, and I feel like we have found it to be harder to do nothing because, you know, it's so easy for us to just check our phone or just turn on the TV or computer and put Netflix or whatever it is. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a great value. Yeah, it's like uh, in Buddhism, they have a lazy day, one a week. And uh, I, I really like it. I really like to, to do nothing yeah. one day. Because the day after, you're a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So thank you so much for that. Um, before we go also, um, how can people find you? How can people find me? Uh, yes. First, thank you very much for, uh, for this opportunity. I'm, I'm really happy to talk to you. We have to talk more often. Yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> but uh, to find me uh, now, it's like uh, the best way is, uh, of course, to internet. My, my name, Jordi Bern. It's, it's how, how you can find me. I have a website. It's uh, jordibern.com or an Instagram, Jordi Bern, with two eyes in the middle. Same in, in Facebook. But if you're in Barcelona or uh, near Barcelona and you want to meet me personally, I'm a tea person, so I'll happily meet you for a tea. So otherwise, I'm online. Yes, and I will leave all the links in the description so you guys can find him. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Same here. Now, this episode was actually recorded before what's going on right now in the world with the coronavirus pandemic. And towards the end of this episode, you know, Jordi mentioned a very important thing, which is to take care of us, 
take care of our mind, of our body, of our soul. And that's something that I've always attached to. And I feel like now with this pandemic, more and more people, more and more of us leaning in toward, okay, how can I take care more of my body? How can I take care more of of my soul, of my mind? And more of us are becoming more aware and realizing more about this. And so I just want to convey this to you all and help you understand that though Yes, this pandemic is bringing in a lot of realization, which is so, so, so fantastic. I feel like we all need to stay stick to this, stay stick to this idea of always taking care of ourselves, not just when the clouds are gray, when we cannot go over houses, when the streets are empty, you know when there is like a virus going around and we need to start paying attention. I believe in prevention rather than curing and making a part of this prevention as your lifestyle. And it is possible to have this lifestyle in a healthy and, and fun way, to be honest. Of course, at the beginning, like just adjusting to every change is always difficult, right? Always strange. But after a while, you will start to realize that, okay, this is easy. This is good for me. And so I just wanted to say that to you all and to always remember always take care of your mind body and soul regardless of the situation so guys be safe and thank you so much for listening to the resilient chat with nat be sure to subscribe to listen to more uplifting conversations and teachings take a screenshot of this podcast and tag me on instagram at n-a-t-h-a-s-y-a-o-m so I know that you are listening, learning, and growing, and also helping me to create this ripple effect of love, consciousness, and connectedness. If you love this podcast, please also leave a review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast to be found by people who are on their healing or personal growth journey. Other than that, if you have any questions, send an email to hello at wellnesswithaku.com. That's A-K-K-U. And I will make sure to get your question answered in one of the episodes. You can also find more links below. If you're looking for some support, go ahead and schedule a free call with me. The link is in the description. And I have a few spaces open in my Holistic Rewiring Method program. And be sure also to tune in for the next episode. So then, take care everyone and be safe.